Hello, and welcome to the sixth and final episode in Turf and Rec's EcoTurf podcast series on the topic of regenerative soil science. My name is Mike Jiggins, editor of Turf and Rec. Our guest for this series is Randy Booker, superintendent at Otter Creek Golf Club in Otterville, Ontario, and principal at Turf Evolution. In this concluding episode, Randy talks about the need to monitor what is happening in the soil, the types of testing involved, and how the plant talks to the microbes. Here, then, is episode six. Is there any other uh, aspect of this that we haven't touched upon that you'd like to add? Um, yes, I think the, the idea that we have to think about is, again, the regenerative principles and the procedures that you run through on that. So you need to monitor what's happening. You know, and we've been doing that for years, taking, taking a simple uh, chemical soil analysis test which when you get into a regenerative process, that chemical soil analysis means absolutely nothing to me anymore. The only thing I get out of that is my organic matter content, my CEC, and maybe the CalMag ratio. But beyond that, I don't care about anything. EC would be another number. So CEC, EC, organic matter, and maybe the CalMag ratio. Beyond that... I have gotten into a completely different realm of testing. So you monitor, you adapt to the situation, you monitor again, you adapt to the situation. And so it's, it's really, you're starting to pay more attention to things as opposed to just go out and apply, just go out and apply. When I now do testing, and I just did for the very first time last fall, is what's called a total nutrient digestion test. So that is very similar to what mining companies do or a mining assay, a geological test that if they want to go and bore down to see what's in the ground. So looking for, and in today's case, they're looking for lithium for batteries. So they'll do a massive core that goes down how many feet, right? Miles possibly. They'll bring those materials up and they'll take segments out of it. What they'll do is completely crush down that segment of the gravel, stone, whatever may be. So bring that to turf. Six inch soil depth collected, sent to Regen Ag Labs in Nebraska, they do a total nutrient digestion. So what they do is they completely crush that down to a powder, absolutely everything. Then they run it through the test situation to tell you 100% of the minerals that is in your soil, not telling you what's available, what's locked up, what can be used, what can't be used is telling you 100% what's there astronomical numbers. So I'll just throw one idea or one of those minerals out. Well, two calcium levels, so we're calcareous soils, but calcium levels, when I work it down, so on a per acre basis, six inches deep, I have got over 11,000, close to 11,200 pounds of gypsum sitting right there. So why would I ever even think about applying gypsum to my turf? When we go down to a ferrous sulfate standpoint or the iron content, and I worked it out based off a, and I don't even look at these numbers anymore because I don't purchase some of these. I don't purchase ferrous sulfate anymore. And I don't, I don't need it. I don't need to use it. 
when I worked it through at $60, $80 a bag, it worked out that I had like $51,000 worth of ferrous sulfate sitting under every acre. I think it was 611 bags or 644 bags of ferrous sulfate under each acre six foot deep. Why the hell would I ever need to throw ferrous sulfate out? It's there. Mm-hmm. What we have to do is open up the channels to make that available. Thus, it goes into the next testing process as I do, which is either a microscopy test to tell me exactly what the bacterial component and fungal component and protozoa component is within my soils, or another test that's similar to that, that's called the PLFA, so phospholipid fatty acid. So all, all organisms have fatty acids. So what they can do is take your soil sample and they can extract those acids out of it, or fat, basically the fats, and they can tell you basically a biomass of the bacteria, the fungi, the protozoa count that's there. So you can start to see what life you have in your soil. Then you can start to manipulate or start to add or feed or play with what you need to, to be able to, again, to open up some of those channels to get those nutrients that you already have that we're continually told are locked up, unavailable. Well, they are if you're in a conventional mind because you've completely shut down the microbiome by applying the synthetic products. You can go even further, which I did a test last year, which was a DNA extraction. And they actually take your soil sample and they will take and extract the DNA out of that. And that DNA sample will tell you exactly what you have in your soil, what what bacteria species, what genome, same with your fungi, and it can show you absolutely all the life that's in your soil. These are processes that are just starting to come out to really be able to play with the the soil biology. So one thing that I always say, and, and this is the Regen Ag sense, is our soils are not deficient in minerals. They're deficient in biology. Once we have the biology there, simple process by the, and we'll do it in a, in a, a way that we can throw humans into this in a little human analogy. So the grass plant can be similar to us calling up Uber Eats. Okay, what do I want to eat tonight? Uh, do I want Chinese? Do I want pizza? Do I want to have a burger? I call up Uber Eats and say, I want a burger. They will bring me a burger. So the same process happens with the plant talking to the microbes. And there are specific microbes out there that are hanging around that rhizosphere that are just waiting for that signal to come from the plant. So the plant says, okay, I need some phosphorus. Well, we're all told, wow, you got lots of phosphorus, but it's not available. Okay, I'm gonna tell either that uh, phosphorus solubilizing bacteria or the purple purple phosphate uh, solubilizing bacteria, or I'm gonna tell the mycorrhizal fungi, I'm going to send the signal out. Whoever wants to grab that signal first, I really don't care, but I I want phosphorus. So whatever is there will receive that signal, will go out, and the mycorrhizal fungi are absolutely giants in getting phosphorus back to the plant. They can extend themselves out, you know, a thousand times that little rhizosphere, even more even a thousand times beyond what the root system is to find phosphorus. And it will solubilize that phosphorus by its acid exudates, 
it will exude acid to break apart that phosphorus bond. It will take that phosphorus back to the plant in exchange for sugar, a carbohydrate that's produced from photosynthesis. So that is the system that works all the way through that. And what we've really done, another human analogy, what we've done through all of our time is we've made ourselves fat and lazy. So consider yourself sitting on the couch at home. And I love using this. This just ties things together. So I'm sitting on my couch at home and I never want to leave that couch because I've got football, baseball, basketball, hockey, curling, F1, whatever I want to watch on TV. I ask my wife to bring me a drink. I ask my wife to bring me some food. I would love some chips. I would love a burger and fries. I want some wings. I want a beer. I want a bottle of wine. I want whatever. She continues to bring it to me. What is my health going to do? It's going to go right down the tubes. <laughs> it's going to deteriorate because number one, I'm not working for anything. I don't have a working partnership with anything except that junk food. Mm-hmm. What am I going to need now? I'm unhealthy. I'm going to need meds. So income the medications. So let's take that back to the plant's point. We have been force feeding the plant with nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, or whatever we're told we think the plant needs. We're shutting down the soil biology because if the plant is getting all of these nutrients readily available from an external source, it doesn't need the nitrogen fixating bacteria. It doesn't need mycorrhizal fungi to provide phosphorus. It doesn't need any of those organisms to go out and find the food. So we become reliant on the steroids that we've been feeding it, and then it becomes sick. So we have to start to give it the medicines, right? So we feed it NPK, synthetic, and we have to feed it fungicides, herbicides. We have to feed it the medicine to keep it alive, but it's not healthy, right? I pose a question to everybody. Do we even know what a healthy plant looks like? We think we know it's lush, it's green, it's that's not healthy though. If you don't have the root system working with biology and with the microbiome, you don't have a healthy system at all. Thus, we need to continually put the inputs to it to keep it going. And that's where I think we're going to run into the problem because are they going to continue to allow all of these inputs? And I'll even say it from the nutrient standpoint. We know now that phosphorus reserves are very, very, very low. And any of the phosphorus that's really being extracted now for fertility use is a very low grade phosphorus. So you're not really getting a quality phosphorus product to apply even if you wanted to apply it. But all of that phosphorus is down in the Gulf of Mexico. If somebody was able to find out how to extract all that phosphorus back out of the Gulf of Mexico, Oh, they'd be millionaire because then we could reuse that phosphorus, right? For the most part, we have more than enough phosphorus in the ground, even potassium. You know what? The soil test will really only show you about 2% of the potassium that's actually in the soil. We have access to that through biology. So you know what? You have to make the system. You really have to bring the system back to life. You have to feed the system to make it start to operate again. And it, it will show up. It will come back. You know, our fairways at Otter Creek Golf Club, I had a, a mycorrhizal uh, colonization test done. So I have tried to apply mycorrhiza on greens. Very difficult because first off, you have to get it in the soil. So preferably you're doing an aeration product. You get out there and you spray it and you hope that whatever gets down in those holes will get attached to and will start to function within the soil. So I have inoculated greens several times. I've never inoculated a fairway. 
I put vermicast extract, I put compost extract out there, which is a plethora of organisms as well. But all I've done on those fairways is put food sources out, the kelp, the humic acid, a lot of those products are feeding fungi. Those are fungal foods. When I had this test done, my greens colonization number was 40, 45% colonization, which is just outrageous, excellent number. Fairway that I've never put an inoculant on was 43%. I've never put an inoculant down, but there's 43% colonization of mycorrhizal fungi. Feed it and they will come. Feed it and they'll be there. Thank you, Randy, for your informative insights into this much talked about topic. This and previous episodes in this podcast series can be heard at our website at www.turfandrec.com. 